Broadcasting from Central Florida, it's the History Ghost Bump Podcast Bonus Cast. Hello, you spooktacular people. Welcome to the History Goes Bump bonus cast number five. We've got a few wonderful things for you this evening. A few outtakes, one including an outtake from the Ninth Story podcast. Hope you guys enjoy this. And before we get into playing some of those outtakes, I just wanted to talk a little bit with you guys, kind of take down that fourth wall that you're not supposed to do whenever you're on television or radio or now the internet. And I had one of our listeners suggest that I should listen to the show Lore. Now, a lot of you who are big time podcast listeners like I am are always searching for new material. And I hadn't discovered Lore yet, but I have now. And it apparently everybody else on the planet has too. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about podcasting. And one of the things that gets kind of frustrating when you're a podcaster is you'll go in and look at the rankings and not that it matters a whole lot, but You'll see NPRs up there all the time, and all these celebrities now have jumped into podcasting because they've discovered that this is where it's at. A lot of us have been doing internet radio for years and are going, where have you guys been all these years? And now they're jumping in. You know, Stephen Colbert's up at the top right now, and Shaquille O'Neal just jumped in. Dave Ramsey's getting his own show ramped up as well, and it just it goes down the line, all these different people getting in, and they're always at the very top of everything. And then there's other shows that aren't necessarily NPR or celebrity, but they're highly produced. A lot of you guys probably checked out Serial. This is what got podcasting really going out there and had people starting to tune into podcasting. So as podcasters, we really appreciate Serial because it got people interested in what we're doing. But on the other hand, you have a really highly produced show. And it's hard to compete with that, especially when you're little guys like Denise and I are and you're working on a shoestring. Well, the thing I love about Lore is that Aaron Mankey, who is producing and hosting this show, is doing it himself and he's doing it on a shoestring as well. I had to find out a secret because, guys, as of the time that I'm recording this, he is literally getting 4,000 downloads an hour. Denise and I are lucky to get that in a month. <laughs> he's getting that in an hour. He is in the top 10 all time on the iTunes podcast. That's not just in history, all over. It's amazing. And we're having a great time watching him do this because it gives the little guys like us out there a lot of hope that, hey, we can crack the code too. We can climb to the top as well. So I went over to his blog to see what was his secret because I noticed that he had a blog post about how you'd be a top 20 podcast. Imagine my surprise when I saw, guess what? It's exactly what you thought it was, Diane. Now, of course, you have to put on a pretty good production with good content if you're hoping to get anywhere. I think we do that here at History Ghost Bump. I haven't heard anybody complain that we're not. So we've got that down, Pat, but I'm like, what else? What else is the secret there? Well, Aaron has no idea. And frankly, he thinks a lot of it's just luck. So I have to say, here's to luck, but I do know there is something else out there. It's not just luck. You got to look outside yourself and realize it's not all about me. It's not all about my show and what I'm doing. If you are rising to the top like that, it's because the listeners are helping you to get there. You're not getting 4,000 downloads an hour just because you're so awesome. So we want to thank our listeners, number one, for your support. And number two, just remind you guys that this is what gets these shows going. And I'm looking at Aaron just piling up all of these reviews. He has, as of this recording, eight 
episodes is all he's recorded, and he's got over 350 reviews for his show. We finally got to 10 (laughs) since October when we started. I would so love for us to be able to start coming up through the rank. We broke into the top 200 history podcasts. I would love for us to get way higher than that. We've just been kind of sitting at that 200 for a long time. I don't know exactly how the algorithms work, but I do know that if we have a lot of downloads, a lot of subscribers, and a lot of reviews, all of that must somehow combine in their iTunes soup to get us up there. So I just want to let you guys know that we need your help to do that. So we would greatly, greatly appreciate if you guys would do that. Just take a little bit of time right now, wherever you are, pull the car over. Well, don't do that because we know how it is to get slammed into the back end and, you know, have it total. And we don't want that to happen to you. So, but when you get a chance, and just so you know, iTunes will not show it necessarily right after you do it. You might fill it out and then go, hey, where did it go? It just disappeared. It is there. Sometimes it takes a couple days for it to get up on iTunes. But if you guys would do that, we would greatly appreciate it. And we thank you for your continued support and sharing it with those of your friends and family that you think might appreciate it. It's one thing I've been getting some emails from people telling us, you know, I have friends that don't really listen to podcasts or, you know, my mom has never listened to a podcast before. Even getting my folks listening to podcasts was quite a feat. But when you find something you love and you share it with them, it kind of gives you guys something to share too. So that's the other way it gets out. Because some people, unfortunately, they don't know yet, what is a podcast? And I think once the world really catches on to podcasting, the radio is going to go out the door. Because frankly, why do I want to listen to what the radio company wants me to listen to? I want to listen to what I want to listen to. And I'm sure you guys feel the same way since you listen to podcasts. That's why I think radio's a dinosaur that's going out the door. You get to listen to whatever you want to when it comes to a podcast. And there literally are podcasts on just about everything at this point. And the great thing about most podcasts is that you don't get a whole lot of ads with it either. And even if you do get the ads, well, there's that little fast forward button so you don't have to listen to them. All right. Well, you're probably sick of listening to me blather on about podcasting and are like, hey, give us some outtakes. So the first thing I'm going to give to you guys right now, if you've listened to one of our recent podcasts, I did mention that I co-hosted with Dan Foytick over at the Ninth Story Podcast. We did a podcast about the dark side of nursery rhymes. And towards the end of that, we had this really peculiar music box sound that came through our headphones. So I thought I would pull that part of the audio out for you guys so that you could listen to it as well if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to the full episode. I do hope that you listen to the full episode because it was a lot of fun to do and very interesting history to these nursery rhymes that we all grew up uh, singing and dancing and doing all of our little things to. So here you go. And this, the next one we're doing, which will be episode 45, Victoria might like this one. It's going to be about the history and haunting of dolls. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Dolls are creepy. I tell you, that's why I don't have any. I swear to God, I just heard a music box. Did you hear it? I heard it too. (laughs) I was like, did that something just go ding, ding? Uh, Oh, yeah. That's really weird. I I have no, I I have chills. What is that? I have no idea. I have chills right now. It's not coming from me. That's freaky. That is really weird. And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Victoria doesn't like haunted dolls either. (laughs) Or she likes them a lot. One of the two. That may be her approval. Who knows? (laughs) Creepy. 
Well, okay, again, well, now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm having, yeah, that's, yeah. One of my great loves, and Denise loves to do this as well, is travel. And we've done a lot of it in our lives because we've made that a priority. As a matter of fact, when we decided to buy the house that we're in right now, Denise said, if this is going to keep me from traveling, I don't want to buy a house. <laughs> so I had to convince her that, yes, we could still travel and have the house as well. And I've been to so many different places that I occasionally forget where exactly I have been. And this is just a great example of that. I've never been to British Columbia, so this will be completely new to me. <laughs> yes, you have. Oh, Vancouver is in. <laughs> is Victoria in British Columbia too? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I've been to British Columbia. Twice. Apparently. Twice, and I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know it. That's okay. I just put her on planes and take her around with me. Or I never know where the hell I am. It's like, oh, what city is this? <laughs> yeah, four years, it'll be Shanghai. <laughs> Of course, it would help if you didn't put the bag over my head before we go places. I know. I hate it when I have to kidnap you. As has been the case with a lot of our outtakes, occasionally Denise and I have a hard time saying some words. And here Denise is having a bit of trouble. At a temperature perceptible... At a temperature perceptible... Perceptibly... Perceptibly. And sometimes Denise just makes up her own vocabulary as well. Who was depicted as an ibis in hieroglyphics? During the Greek and Roman period. Did you say depicted instead of depicted? Despicable. Despicable me. The rivers of America was carved out of the soul and bed of clay. The soil? Oh, thank you. A man in a tuxedo has been seen in the area where the ghost disembarked from the ride as well. Didn't, didn't I say guess? No, you said ghost. Hello, you spooktacular people. Welcome to this 46th episode of the History Ghost Bump podcast. Ghost tours for the theater of the mind. I am your host, Diane. And this is Denise. And today we're going to talk about the Norwich State Hospital for the Insane. It's an insane asylum today, Denise. So today's still open and running. Oh. Why did you say that? I don't know, because you said today. Well, today's show. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, half the buildings have been torn that's down. That's what I thought. I was like, I thought that was all missing. So that's so I'm sorry. Why, why did you say that? I'm thinking an outtake. I'm like, what are you talking about, you freak? <laughs> you said today. But we're going to be talking about it today. Outtake next. <laughs> There's been an ongoing debate with the listeners and Denise about whether or not she giggles. Well, I think we have some proof positive here that she giggles. And occasionally 
She really giggles. She has those fits, you know. During the Greek and Roman period. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about adding my own words and got the giggles. (laughs) This could be bad. Apparently, it's very funny to you. I don't know. are hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, it's not even funny. That Why do I always get the giggles when it's not funny? Oh, well, where am I, Doreen? Mm-hmm. During the Greek and Roman periods... It, <laughs> <laughs> I know, the Greek and Roman periods is hilarious. <laughs> did they have a lot of stand-up comedy during that time? <laughs> they did. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, get back with the show, Denise. Okay, we're talking about torture. This is not funny. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't help that because of my recent hospitalization, it hurts to laugh. Yes, During the Greek and Roman periods, it was believed the coup could enter other people's bodies and torture them. <laughs> Why is this so Nothing about the script is funny. I just can't quit laughing. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can keep that, though, because I didn't start laughing until after I said torch. <laughs> Did you have something extra in your coffee this morning? No. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, some Egyptian words are pretty funny. Now, I have to say, it is kind of funny when you're saying some normal words like heart, and then all of a sudden you start saying other words like ba and ka. But she gets very tickled by this. These components included the heart, shadow, name, <laughs> ba and ka. Now that's funny. What's funny? Ba, ka. <laughs> ba hurts. <laughs> oh, really? My ka's been bothering me. Okay. It, well, it's like real words. It's like the heart, shadow, name, ba, and ka. Okay. Well, that's what the thing said. I, don't I know, but that's kind of funny. Now, it's not always fun in games here. Occasionally, we get a little touched by the things that we're talking about. And for Denise, she does get very emotional when you talk about Disney. And just to kind of give you guys an idea about this, I know that some of our listeners out there obviously are Disney fans. So maybe you know what it's like when you walk into the Magic Kingdom or Disneyland and you see the castle for the first time or anytime you, I used to get kind of teary eyed anytime I'd walk in and We'd mentioned that we'd hung out with some teachers who were incorporating Disney and some of Walt Disney's innovations and stuff in the classroom to try to inspire kids. One of the teachers had some visual problems. And because of that, she really loves fireworks because she can hear them and she loves the music that goes with them. So she really wanted to see the Magic Kingdom fireworks. So we rushed over there to make sure she could see them. And it was so neat to watch her and another one of the teachers. They were all teary-eyed after it got done. And it just kind of reminds you of the magic that Disney creates. And for Denise, she gets to help create some of that magic. So she gets really touched about that. Plus, when you think about it, I don't know that you could name any other amusement park, quote-unquote, out there that is a child's dying wish. Well, for a lot of little kids, that is the place that they want to go before they pass away. There's also a lot of families that think that 
a family trip there is going to heal their family and take care of everything. So there's a lot of stuff going on around Disney. So when Denise talks about it, occasionally she gets a little choked up. And when we were doing our Haunted Disneyland episode, it took several takes for us to even get through the introduction because she just could not get past a certain area before it would just she would start tearing up because it just touched her that much. So I saved one of those outtakes for you guys to listen to. She'll probably kill me later. But here you go. Disneyland was inspired by a dream. That tears me up. <laughs> now Denise is bawling about it. Hmm. I'm not supposed to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the intro, babe. But it's inspired by a dream. Mm-hmm. Disneyland was inspired by a dream to build a place where all members of a family could have fun. And this happiest place on earth has been fulfilling that dream for 60 years. Do you want me to do it? I think I can do it if I do it one more time. Okay. And just be forewarned, if you ever are on the show with us as a special guest co-host or you share a scary story that has happened to you personally, you know, we'd love to hear your real ghost stories. Well, if you have a hard time saying some things, you just might end up in the outtakes as well. So, of course, since we have Freya on one of our episodes here, we had a few outtakes to share from her. This first outtake is a little behind the scenes when I first call her and we're getting everything set and I'm making sure that all the audio is going through and that we're recording fine and we're just kind of shooting the breeze back and forth. And then after that, you'll hear that Freya gets a little tongue-tied like the rest of us. Hey, is it going to work? Can you hear us now? And me too. (laughs) I can hear you now. My Skype takes a little while. Well, it's funny, about five minutes before I was going to call you, my computer decided to do all of its updating. So I was like, oh, great. Hurry up. (laughs) That's so annoying. Well, how are you? Are you well rested from your little dance last evening? Oh, yeah. I'm a bit out of it. (laughs) Um, I got home around 1230 this morning and I had a musical rehearsal all day until four o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm a bit, I'm, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, we believe that. <laughs> so okay. is like this... I'm better than most of my friends. They went to an after party until about 4 a.m. Oh, so, yeah, then yeah. you wouldn't have had any sleep. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> so this dance, is this, it, it's like a formal, so is it, do you know about America's yeah. prom? Yeah, um, my friend was actually telling me about prom. Um, and I, most of the websites I looked at, you know, they had most of their, you know, senior ball stuff was under formal or like prom. Uh-huh. So I just like looked up prom dresses and that's what I was looking up. But yeah, I think it was like the same thing. I think it's the same thing. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, ours was really formal. So like really like everybody was the real deal. <laughs> like there were no short skirts at all. Or anything like that. They oh, then it's not skirts. like America's prom anymore. <laughs> they all go out looking like they're barely covered up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's say when I went to prom, there weren't any short skirts, but they definitely do wear short ones nowadays. Yeah, well, I oh, think yeah. they had started changing the rules a little bit, even when I was going to prom, because remember, I'm old. Um, <clears throat> but when I started going to prom, because they were afraid, they even started going away from formals because they didn't want to leave people out that couldn't afford to go buy the prom dress and the tux and the everything. So it was very, very formal. And then we started casually casualizing it a little bit here. Yeah. Here, well, I don't know about other people's formals, but um, for my formal, I go to a private school. So it was a formal 
formal. Good. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was very. You know, um, everybody had their um, really beautiful dresses and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> I oh, guess you neat. might have seen it on my feed. I don't know if you're on Facebook with me, but I haven't posted anything about it yet. I've just been tagged in everybody else's photos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna start soon though. Once everybody like awakens from the post after party stupor, it's gonna be like posting mm-hmm. all the photos. Oh wow! <laughs> Wait for that. <laughs> so this is—is yeah. is this like kind of your guys's final hurrah before you graduate? Yeah, it literally is. Um, but we don't graduate until November. Most for most schools don't have their formal until November, but. Um, I had mine, like we have ours now, I think, so that we won't get distracted at the end of the year, but we were still distracted from these exams because of formal, so it didn't really work too well. <laughs> oh, um, you did have something funny, like we had, um, I don't know if you guys have like little awards that they give out, you know, like for the best dressed and, yes. you know, funny stuff that we have during the year, you know, like who's always late to class and stuff like that. Um, I got voted the um, the most likely to be the next J.K. Rowling. So, oh, that's oh. very cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really I was cool. Like, one. Hey, all the novellas are right. Yeah, our little nephew, um, they were doing awards, and his dad said he was surprised he didn't get class clown, and Aww. he said it with a very stern look, and he was sort of like gulp because <laughs> he's only six. Well, J.K. Rowling is a multi-multi-millionaire, so just remember who your friends are. Yeah. <laughs> your American friends yeah. that go bump. <laughs> Thank goodness we're not going bump. Just just we find bumpers. That's right. Yeah. The, he, bleh, sorry, <laughs> across the railway, across from the rail, yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> You're fine. It's because of formal. I blame formal. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I can't speak. I can't speak. Um, you're okay is what Diane keeps saying. But the truth is, what she does to me, she saves it for bloopers. So be careful. You may end up on another another one. Look out you, for those outtakes. Yeah, if you've ever seen the outtakes, guess who's blooping all over there the place. There might be a few Freya blah in there. <laughs> Well, that's been bonus cast number five. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Be watching later this week. We will have that episode featuring Freya as our special guest co-host on the Monte Cristo Homestead coming up for your listening pleasure. I've been your host, Diane. You guys take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.